Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. Father, we thank you for this evening, and thank you for this season of time where uh, most of us are spending time with family and uh, you know, having a Thanksgiving meal and Christmas time. Lord, we thank you for this time of the year, Lord. And I ask that as I open your word, I pray, Holy Spirit, give me unction, give me grace to communicate what is on your heart and what is in your word. And we ask for ears that would hear tonight what your Holy Spirit is saying to us, your church, your bride. Uh, give us ears that hear what you're saying to us as individuals. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And by the way, that was my oldest boy, Caleb, uh, who's 11, and then my third boy, Joshua. They're here making sure that I preach good, so they prayed extra hard for me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we're going to go through uh, relatively quickly. I know a lot of folks are enjoying time at home and with family and traveling, uh, even despite the crazy time that it is. And so uh, if you're at home and you're watching through the, the you know, your phone or on a computer, we, we just bless you and uh, hope you have a really great uh, season of Christmas time and, and being with family. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the season we're in. Again, the title being Excelling in Gratitude. Um, you know, Thanksgiving was yesterday, and I hope you got lots of good food. And uh, so now Christmas time is basically in full swing. I see people posting pictures, getting their trees, and, you know, I've seen a lot of, lot of turkey in my Facebook and, and social media feeds, and so we're... We're in full Thanksgiving, Christmas time mode, and uh, it's a season where we are, as a culture, more grateful. We express gratitude more. We express generosity more, and uh, and rightly so. It's it's really is. I feel it's the most wonderful time of the year, as the song goes, and um, it's it's so important. I think is a culture to have that part of our DNA, but the, the real goal as believers is to take that spirit of thanksgiving and spirit of generosity and live that out all year long. And so we kind of, you know, do it a little more in November, December, but really what I'm talking about tonight is living with an attitude of gratitude, excelling in this very important virtue of being a person that's just thankful uh, versus entitled or ungrateful. And so we're going to talk about that tonight. Got a number of scriptures I'd like to focus on. One that just grabbed my attention recently. And I just thought, wow. So let's go down to this is number two on the notes. This is Philippians 2. Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Paul writes to the church in Philippi. And the Holy Spirit applies it to us as well. 
He says, do all things without complaining and disputing. This is Paul writing to the church, you know, citywide believers, do everything without complaining. Do everything without arguing. What a statement. What a, I don't know how many words that is, seven, eight words. Paul says, do everything in your life without complaining, complaining or disputing. Whoa, what a statement, Paul. And then in verse 15, elaborates a little bit on that. That you may become blameless, harmless children of God who are without fault in the midst of a crooked, perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. What a statement. Paul says, don't complain about anything. Don't dispute. Don't, don't get argumentative. And here's the essence, so that you grow and become someone who is in a spirit of blamelessness and have an innocent spirit so that you shine brighter. And I think what a connection that the Apostle Paul, obviously under the inspiration of the Spirit, what a connection he makes to not arguing, not complaining, connects it to being a light that's shining in the world. And I have this hunch as I'm thinking about these thoughts and uh, thinking about these verses, rather. I have this hunch that our light kind of gets dull the more we complain instead of say thank you, the more we argue instead of be gracious to one another. It's like it puts a damper on our witness and it kind of shuts off the light that is supposed to be shining. What I have written here, friends, is that this is radical Christianity. What Paul is saying to the Philippians in chapter 2, about 14 and 15 verses in, this is radical Christianity. You know, I have written here that, you know, growing up, when I first came to know the Lord, I thought, you know, radical Christianity is doing the most extreme thing you can think of. And, you know, once you've done that, you do some other extreme thing. I mean, I've done a lot of extreme things. I remember we've, you know, gone witnessing outside of Big Al's to all the people going in and out of Big Al's. And, you know, that was the most extreme thing we could think of. And then after we did that, uh, you know, this was years and years ago when it was at a different location. And, you know, anything that was the most extreme thing we could think of, we would do it and never, never lose that zeal. But, you know, the focus was on, you know, what's the most extreme thing? The more I follow the Lord... Radical Christianity, it, you know, it, it, it's not about go here and do this. It's, it's about who we are on the inside, what we speak like, the things we talk about, the things that are real on the inside, that's radical. Because anybody can do something that's zealous. But to have a, a speech that is grateful, to not complain to resist the temptation to argue, those take God. <laughs> those take the Lord himself to get at that stuff. You know, anybody can get on a plane and go to a different country and preach the gospel, and, you know, that, that looks great, and that, that is great. But to have our speech under the control of the Holy Spirit, 
to have a heart that I don't want to even complain. I'm, I just, I, I, I know and love Jesus and I, I don't even want to get into that. That's the next level. And so never lose your zeal to do extreme things like what, what I'm talking about. But man, radical Christianity, what's your speech life like? What's your inner life like? Those are the things that the Lord is uh, trying to get at. I uh, very often, I have this written in letter B, very often hear from Christians, Derek, I'm, I'm just so bored. I'm so bored in my walk with God. I hear this quite often, actually. I'm just, you know, everything's boring. And, and those same people often complain a lot about the church, post a lot of negative things, and they have all these speech things going on that are, that are contrary to Scripture, and yet they never connect that complaining, disputing, arguing, lack of gratitude is hindering them from becoming the children of God who are without fault that shine as bright lights. And there's a real clear connection in Scripture, and what I want to encourage us tonight to do is to simply grow in saying thank you, God. As a, as a manner of habit, as a manner of sincerity, saying, God, thank, every time we're tempted to complain, just thank you for what I do have. Every time we're bothered by someone and we're tempted to argue, you know what, bless you and, and thank you for what you, you did help with. <laughs> Find ways to be grateful, to say thank you, to resist getting into negative speech. And th this is like the ultimate battle, really. I mean, when we win this battle, James, uh, I believe it's chapter three, James says if your speech is under control, you're, you're walking in maturity. You're, you're a perfect man, Paul says. I'm sorry, James says that, James three. The more we grow in simply saying thank you, the more we excel in that, the more we're inclined to express thanks to others, the more we, I'm going to get into this in a little bit, the more life is just, the life that we live in Christ, it's healthier. We feel God's presence more. Things just run better when we're not always down on things, complaining against, but we're saying, thank you, God, so much. Bless you guys. I... I, I love you. You know, it's just a whole different way of, of living. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So this is two chapters later. So he says this in chapter 2, do everything without complaining. Two chapters later, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. He gives another little thing about gratitude. This is kind of the positive thing. We all know the verse. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. So Paul kind of says, you know, we need to resist complaining and disputing. But then he says, here, here, here's, here's kind of the way. You get into your prayer closet, you talk to the Lord and you add in thanksgiving. If you do that, Paul says, the peace of God touches your life. You get into prayer, you get a gratitude mindset, 
We don't focus on everything we don't have. We don't focus on all the wrongs. We thank God for the things he's done. We thank God for the people who've been a blessing. And all of a sudden, the peace of God returns. The peace of God, you can't, you can't buy this stuff. This is stuff that has to come from heaven. So many people are anxious about everything. Paul says, I got a way forward here. You get in prayer, you start thanking. Thank God and peace. This is real. Peace touches our spirit. I put here in letter, uh, letter E under number two, gratitude is the key element. Gratitude is the key element to slay the mighty dragon of entitlement that we all have kind of in there a little bit. There's that thing that creeps into all of us. I should have more. I should have better by now. I can't believe that didn't happen. And there's that spirit of entitlement that is always trying to work its way in. We pull out that sword of gratitude. Thank you for all that I have. Thank you, brother. Thank you, for sister, for how you've impacted my life. When we have that approach, that dragon gets slain. And we need to slay that dragon again and again. The less we excel in the expression of gratitude, the more we fall prey to those thoughts and feelings that we deserve more. By now, we should have had this or that. We should have been up here and people should have treated us better and all these things. When that starts to dominate our, our mentality, oh my goodness, what, that, that is the saddest. When we go that direction, it's just nothing's ever good. I, w- I would say this tonight, resist going the direction of entitlement and go in the uh, t- the. Uh, The pathway, what what am I trying to say here? The pathway of gratitude. Head that direction. You know, this isn't on the notes, but let me just take two minutes here to just comment on a a thought here. But, you know, we we live in America. I mean, maybe you're tuning in, you're from another country or something, or listening from another country. But most of us, you're from America, you're from central Illinois. And so you... You and I, we live in the wealthiest country, not only in the world, but in history. I mean, I mean that quite literally. That's not hyperbole. We live in not only the wealthiest nation state on the planet, but in the history of the planet. And I'm thinking the indoor plumbing, the fast food, the Ability to travel, I mean, the health care, everything is the greatest in history and it's at our fingertips. The technology, oh my word, the blessings that we have, I mean, just the temporal blessings. I mean, you just go backwards 100 years, you got to go outside to go to the bathroom, uh, your car is going to break down a lot more, you step on a nail, probably going to die. Uh, you get the flu, you know, I mean, chances of dying way higher. Stuff like, I mean, there's so many blessings. And so I would say this, if you tonight, if you have shelter, if you have a roof over your head, if you're wearing clothes, if you have a refrigerator full of food, cabinets full of food, 
if you have people close to you that you can say they love me, if you're in good health, if you have all that, you're so blessed. It's, it's ridiculous how blessed we are as modern, contemporary Americans. We have so much. We literally, and I mean this literally, there should be nothing we complain about. Paul says don't do it. I mean, Paul living under Roman government, no modern plumbing, the poor guy's been beaten and imprisoned and stoned, fastings often. I mean, he tells his story throughout the New Testament. If Paul says don't ever complain, don't ever dispute in the conditions he lived in, how much more do we have no excuse I mean, we have heated homes, we have fancy clothes and vehicles and, you know, retirement plans. I mean, if you get sick, there's just hundreds of places you can go to get taken care of within a 50-mile radius. I think by now you get my drift. We are truly blessed. I mean, God has pulled out all the stops in our generation. I mean, just think of this regarding the pandemic we're in. The speed at which we've developed a vaccine is completely unprecedented. You know, we have been given by God the, the technological means and the wisdom, whether people acknowledge it's him or not, it's him. Every good gift comes from heaven, whether people know it or not. A vaccine for this coronavirus has come at like hyperspeed. I mean, that's the mercy of God. That's the mercy of God playing out in the technological and medical arena. I mean, people, you know, go back just 10, 20, 30 years ago. This is unthinkable. Just even decades ago, let alone hundreds of years ago, they didn't have anything like this. And so now we have flu vaccines. We've got coronavirus vac vaccines that, that are going to be here in just a matter of weeks or months at the latest. And so we're going to be vaccinated. And for the most part, people are going to be healthy. This is going to be a non-issue. It's incredible how blessed we are. Truly incredible. I know many people, they've had a medical emergency. They drive to the hospital. They get a, something in their heart or they get a clot undone and they're good that would have killed people i mean for for all of humanity those those folks are dead but today you're good blessing after blessing it's incredible my point being brothers and sisters let's be the most grateful people on the earth as believers as sons and daughters of the father of our lord jesus christ we should be thankful for every single temporal blessing and that's not even touching the eternal blessings that are ours, that are part of our inheritance, which I'll touch on in a minute. I just needed to touch on that. If you live right here in America today, we, it's just mind-boggling that we don't say thank you more. And I wish, this is kind of my burden tonight, I wish the church of Jesus Christ globally would reclaim two words. And those two words are thank you. Sincere thank you. 
I've got shelter, I'm warm, I've got clothes, I've got food, I've got water. Brothers and sisters, the amount of generations that didn't have clean water, and we have nothing but clean water, we've got cold water, we've got hot water, we've got all kinds of filtered water, it's unreal. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you way more, friends. Those are the temporal blessings I'm talking about. Thank the Lord for the food, for the clothing, for the roof, for the vehicle, for the health, for the children, the spouse, the job, and on and on. Thank the Lord for all that. Turn it into praise. Turn it into worship. Turn it into prayer. Prophesy it. It is, we just can't be ungrateful. With We're just drowning in blessing every day of our life. Now also, as believers, here's the thing. We don't just have temporal blessings. We have even weightier blessings and stuff that's just going to be here for a moment. We have the eternal blessings, salvation. Our sins are taken away. When we put our faith in Jesus by the grace of God, the Father looks at our life and says, no longer guilty, innocent. And so we get We get in. We get to go to heaven forever. We get eternal life. I mean, friends, this is not a billion years with Jesus or a trillion. This is forever. How can we not say thank you? The salvation, the eternal life. We have been sealed with God's Holy Spirit. We have the indwelling spirit, Paul writes, that bears witness with us that we're God's sons and daughters. So we've been given this legal decree, we're saved and we have eternal life, but we've been given God himself on the inside, even when we don't feel it, he's there. As a seal, as a down payment, a token that we are purchased by Christ. We have the eternal blessings of knowing God. We get to grow in the knowledge of God as believers. We get to pour through the word and the spirit within us and the Jesus on the throne helping inspire our study to get to know God. We have an inheritance in the next age. We're gonna stand before the Lord and he's gonna reward our life and give us work to do for him forever. Not by the sweat of the brow, but with joy. I mean, I think of this, friends, there are so many people that I love and care for who are sick, who have cancer, who've lost loved ones, who, uh, who are impoverished, and the list could go on of seeming negatives, but here's the good news. When we get to heaven, so this is all temporary, we will live forever in a glorified, resurrected body, we'll never have headaches. We'll never get cancer. We won't die. We'll never run out of money. We'll never worry about bills. We'll never be late to work and have a boss fire us. I mean, there's so many things that we think, you know, oh, that's so hard. Forever in a perfect body, in a perfect world with a perfect God. What? I mean, if that's really in your mind, it's like you can't really have a bad day because that's where you're going forever. Unreal. Let's excel in gratitude because that's our inheritance. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 
I mean, Paul just does not let up. He wants us to be grateful. He writes to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he says, in everything, give thanks. Be thankful for everything. Paul, everything? Like even when I'm sick and even when things don't go my way? Paul says, yeah, learn to be thankful that you're not more sick than you're sick. Learn to be thankful that it wasn't worse than it was. See, I've prayed on that. How am I thankful in everything? Well, it could always be worse, but you only have this. It could have been that. Paul says, say thank you. You know, even in this really difficult COVID season we're in, God has spared so many lives. We need to be so thankful. A lot of people that I know who've gotten COVID, it's been mild. They've gotten over it quick. And, you know, and so even in that, even in, you know, I've had the flu real bad the last couple of years. It could have been way worse. Thank you that it wasn't worse. Find a way to say thank you and obviously all the good, but even what seems negative. Lord, thank you for the character I'm growing in because of this or that. God, thank you that that was hard, but I've learned this. Learn to be thankful in everything. Paul doesn't stop there. And everything give thanks because that's God's will. Derek, what's God's will for my life? Be thankful. That's what Paul would say. <laughs> I imagine there are a lot of young believers that would run up to Paul. Paul, we heard your testimony on a CD. Oh my God, I mean, not really on a CD, but just put a contemporary spin on it. Apostle Paul, we heard your testimony. We were listening to it last night. How do I do the will of God for my life? Paul says, brothers, sisters, just be thankful about everything. No, no, really, like what's the will of God? What country do I have to go to and what job do I need to get and who do I marry? No, really, be thankful about everything your whole life. That's the will of God. What do you mean by that, Paul? What Paul is saying here is that being in the will of God is less about location, certification, education, and all of those things. The will of God is about sanctification. He says this in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, just a chapter before, this is the will of God, your sanctification. He does a couple will of God statements in this uh, letter, which are very significant. What he's saying is if you let God get your speech under control and you become a grateful Christian, you're going to be in the will of God. Almost absolutely guarantee. I have written here, obedience... So obedience to Christ and his words, that puts your feet in the will of God. But when you're grateful and you say thank you, gratitude puts your heart in the will of God. So you can move to another country and do that ministry over there or do a business thing over there. That might be what God calls you to do vocationally, but we do it with a grateful spirit, not entitlement. We do it with a thank you in our heart, that puts our emotions, that puts our thoughts, that puts our heart, our inner man in the will of God. Because a lot of people are doing what they're supposed to, they don't like it. But when we begin to be thankful about everything, our emotions catch up, our thoughts get realigned, 
and it kind of, our feet and our heart catch up and begin to walk in balance. Friends, I want us to excel in gratitude and I'm more than anything preaching to me. I want to grow in this. I want to grow in a simple thank you, Jesus. Let's reclaim those words, thank you, Jesus. I mean, friends, think of it. So often, we're driving in our new van, or you know, our, our not, not necessarily new, but we're driving in our van, listening to, you know, uh, through, uh, through our phone, we're listening to music, and you know, we're wearing nice clothes, and we got the heat coming through, and we don't even understand that so many miracles happening that no one else in history would think possible. So many things that we have access to. I mean, I just think of the Christian radio stations. I've got friends at WBNH 88.5 and WCIC 91.5, and I tune into those frequently, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we got Jesus coming through the radio, and I got, you know, Jesus on my smartphone and heat in my van, and kids, I mean, there's so many blessings. Now, I have a concluding thought here. Let's just be reminded really briefly We're never going to attain perfection in our speech. We're never going to get to a point where we're walking as perfectly as Jesus, where everything we say or don't say is complete obedience to the Holy Spirit. We should not pretend that we can get to that level. I mean, we aim for it, but we know we fall woefully short time and again. And so when we do, we just acknowledge. We say, honey, I fell short in my speech. I should have been more grateful there. Or we say it to our kids or our parishioners or our friends or someone on social media maybe we got frustrated with. Whatever it is, we acknowledge I fell short there. I I actually started to do what the Bible says not to do. I started complaining. I started disputing. I wasn't thankful. I was ungrateful actually. More often, let's acknowledge when we fall short, not a you know, big, big ordeal, just say, hey, bro, you know, I, I missed it. I should have been, you know, I was mean. I should have been a way more patient. Man, if we said thank you more and if we apologized more when we didn't or when we became harsh, our life would be so different. Our marriages would be different. Family life would be different. Friendships, staff relationships, work relationships, neighbor relationships, and on and on and on. It'd be so different. I mean, can you imagine, just think of this for a minute, can you imagine if someone in the media disrespected our president and apologized for it? Say, you know, President Trump, man, I should have been a little more gracious there. I should have said thank you, and I didn't. And then our president in turn, President Trump, that's okay, man. You know, I I get a little off on my speech as well. Can you imagine that under the uh, Biden administration? Can you imagine that, you know, when there's the three people on the screen talking about an issue, if there was a spirit of generosity and graciousness? Can you imagine that? Might be a little idealistic, but with God on the throne, things are possible. I want to see so much more gratitude. I want to see so much more graciousness, so much more uh, generosity. When we fall short, let's own it. I think especially as church leaders and ministry leaders, we need to be sensitive to saying thank you. We need to be 
uh, aware of what we're saying and when we fall short, someone calls us out, just be quick to agree. Let me work, you know, pray for me. Let's work on that. You know, if you're the uh, husband's head of the household or you're a boss and you've got employees under you, etc., you know, let, let your speech be filled with gratitude, filled with graciousness. And when you fall short, just acknowledge it. Your credibility goes through the roof when we apologize. All right, so what we're gonna do here, I'm gonna close right there. We're gonna take a minute to pray together. I wanna encourage you, if you're still watching and you can hear this, just take a moment with a loved one or a friend or maybe you're by yourself and just take some time and pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you excel in gratitude. Not something that you, you know, something that he works into you so that it's, Something you do is a way of life. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and just let him search your heart. Maybe there's some things you regret saying that you need to get right. Ha- have him just talk to you about that and then just work on that. Get, get those things right. So we're gonna do that uh, right now and uh, we're gonna tune out on Facebook. But for those that are still uh, watching, thank you for tuning in here. And... Uh, With that, uh, let me just pray. So, Father, thank you for your word tonight. And thank you for this wonderful weekend of, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas time. Lord, I just ask that you would pour out your spirit on everyone that is tuned in or listening to the recording and help your church, both locally, nationally, and globally, help us as believers to excel in gratitude. In Jesus' name. Amen. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org donate. That's gphop.org donate. Thank you and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.